Say that again. You feeling secure in our relationship is a luxury more than a necessity. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I think so. Okay. Um, because like that is that is literally like a almost a privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a privilege anyone should have in their relationship. I mean, I think it's desirable. Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanie. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 112 of How, How Married, Married Are, Are you? you? Okay, here we go. Uh, my name Belief, this is Yvette, and we've been married 10, ten years. years. in California. Got four, four kids. kids. Relationships are scary and it's very necessary that we shut our love of struggles and we ask how, how married, married are, are every Tuesday and Thursday, shawty. Listening this in the wedding party, sometimes deep, sometimes lighthearted. I don't know what else to say, so it's time to get it started. It's Niggas. chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's, it's chocolate baby story time. One, two, three, and. You had a funny one from yesterday. We ran. I did, but I was gonna tell you this one because you were talking in the last episode, and I was like, "Oh, that reminds me of something." It was super okay. sweet. Go ahead. I was listening to um, the kids talking to their friends. It must have been on Monday last week, and I think the kids were telling Theo and Ryan were telling the ki- their friends about like one of your employees, and then. Um, Theo goes, my dad's a boss, guys. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a boss. And he was just so proud to say it. And it was kind of like, it was like that. It kind of just felt like like a boss type mm. situation. But it was super sweet. Mm. Yeah. Um, that is cute. You uh, can share the story that I had from yesterday. What was it again? So we were in the car. I just understand. You can help me tell a story. So we were in the car. And... <laughs> I'm a little nervous to say this. Um, we were in the car and we were doing, we had just come from somewhere and it was like people were just talking about how great the food was or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then Glenn said something about like. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> go ahead. So I, was, I wrote it down. I said something about like, I was like, man, this is like good food. No, no. I said, I don't understand like why they always got to change up. So basically. No, 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 no. You said. Hold on, that hold on, real was quick. The most hold on, hold on. So we were at a function, and there was a certain type of food there. Yes. Right, and the type of food there is a ethnic type of food. Okay. <laughs> now the people who own the restaurant were the type of ethnicity that would own this food, mm-hmm. but they redid it for the culture that they were a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, right, and the kids know this how to spell, but I don't know if they don't know how to spell a lot of words. So mm-hmm. sometimes I say to the letters fast so they they don't know what i'm talking about so then i go man that was the most w-h-i-t-e thing i've ever tasted right Mm -hmm. so i said that because it was like you ain't really got to do nothing to mess this type of food up. like no offense to anybody that's no 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 some some people got it you know what i'm saying like some people could be cooking like my homie brent he made them shrimp yeah, and grits yeah, yeah. and he's white and he killed it. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I said, this is the most W-H-I-T-E thing I've ever tasted. And then Raya goes, does that mean delicious? 
Glenn goes, yep. <laughs> and then I go, he's going to be going to people and saying, that was the most that <laughs> thing I've ever had. Hopefully he doesn't do that. I hope he does. And I hope I'm right there to be witness of it and say Yikes. that was his dad. And that's how like racism <laughs> starts to spread. Yeah. Because like well, he had yes. to learn that from somewhere and he yes, did. And it was did. from me. He did. Sorry, guys. <sighs> that's so funny. Yeah. Well, I got three more, so hopefully I won't do that to them. <laughs> three others. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about it. It. What is it? I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like all we've been doing is talking about it. Ah, you you should go. <sighs> okay. Okay. So, in short. We see our couples therapist every other week. We have been seeing our couples therapist weekly. Um, because we, I guess when you just get down to the root of it, we have a communication issue. And I think we knew that, but I don't think we knew how bad it was. I think we have a communication issue and we may even possibly have a low key or maybe high key idolatry issue um, in our relationship. Uh, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's been rough. We have been trying to navigate, um, how to work together. I don't know. It's way deeper than that. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, like in the past three weeks, we've talked about like whether or not we were even wanting to be together anymore. I feel like. You have. You haven't? I knew I wanted to be with you, fool. I know that, but don't try to make it seem like you didn't think about me not being with you. The only reason I thought about it was because of the things that you were saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I was telling Glenn, the only I have only imagined my life without Glenn as a result of his death. Not because I killed him, but because there was a tragic accident or whatever. And I've never imagined that him and I would be apart as a result of someone's choice. And in the past three weeks, I realized, oh, shoot. Like, that could happen. And so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't really know what all that's about. I'm just saying that because you talked about killing me. I don't know where that comes from. Killing you? You just said not because I killed him. Yeah, because. No one accused you of that. I just wanted to make sure it was clear that your death wouldn't be at the result of my hands. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, man. Like, I think we just we came to a cool, like, we first, we had a conversation that Yvette was trying to explain her frustration and things she wanted to improve. But unknowingly, she communicated perfectly that she didn't want to work with me anymore. I'm waiting for you to agree. That is what was communicated, but that was not what I meant to communicate. I said, not knowingly, okay. you perfectly communicated that you did not want to work with me anymore. Okay. Not You get what I'm saying? You didn't mean to communicate it, but you perfectly communicated that you did not want to work with me anymore. Okay. 
Keep going. That's basically the start of the thing. Okay. So there was a lot of stuff that was said in this one conversation. Mm -hmm. So much so that Yvette thought it was wise to send it to our counselor, a therapist, and let him kind of like dissect it. You know what I'm saying? Which she didn't realize this to, or we didn't realize it for a couple a couple weeks later but that's what he got from it too um i needed a a different set of ears on it from a professional level so i sent it to someone without Yvette's permission and that led to some trust issues from Yvette's side um now i think we I've, I have expressed that this th the past three months of Yvette working with me has been like the best time in our marriage. And Yvette was kind of like, eh, it's cool, but it ain't all that. You know what I'm saying? And as a matter of fact, there's things we need to change um, before we move forward. And I did not understand that at all because I, you know, that's not the message I got. Mind you, in the middle of that, I know the last time we talked to you guys, I had not the not the last episode, but the time before that, I think we were saying how these next couple weeks are going to be the most intense weeks of our of our working relationship and how we don't necessarily have time for a lot, you know, but we had to get through it. And we like barely got through it. Now, Yvette, I mean, you can say like, like, I mean, you said like, hey, like I've never imagined myself not being with you, but you kind of demonstrated what it would be like for me not to have you. Hmm? You, you kind of demonstrated to me what my life like even for like four hours, what my life would be like without you. What do you mean? In what way? What are you talking about? When you were just like, hey man, I gotta get out of here. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So okay. to me, like, you know, there was a lot of that. And I think that all that was spawned from a conversation that I was trying to have with Yvette that like, literally was just like yo i'm trying to communicate something to you and i think i have been so passive and not kind of like allowing you to say whatever you just have on your brain that when i confronted you it was like you know what i'm saying like oh we're never gonna get over this type thing You're talking about when I left. Mm -hmm. So what Glenn is alluding to, I don't know. I don't really know where this is going or I don't know how we're telling this story. Okay. Now. We don't have to. No, no, no. That's fine. I don't know why. I'll, okay. We don't have to. We can stop and then erase that part. No, it's fine. Okay. It's whatever. Um, there was a moment where I just needed to get away. Like the thing about this whole situation is that we have been experiencing what we're experiencing, but I haven't had a moment 
to just process any of it because like I am his wife, but I'm also the mother to four children. And so we can have our arguments and then I leave right out of that into whatever it takes to get through, get these children to bedtime basically. Or we can get right out of therapy and then I'm walking right into like a Zoom call with the kids homeschool teacher or whatever. And so um, it's like, I just haven't had a moment. And so in that day, on that day, I reached my breaking point to where I was having a physical reaction to everything that was happening. Um, it was like, I just could not, like literally it felt like my chest was collapsing on my lungs and I just couldn't breathe. I couldn't get deep breaths. I just couldn't do anything. And um, I sent an email. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just a whole other uh, sample of how poorly I communicate. But I sent an email and I to Glenn and our therapist and I was like, hey, I think I need to leave. And in the email, I was like, I'm really having a hard time. Like, um, I feel like I need help dealing with whatever. And I was basically reaching out to our therapist for help. I was like, can you give me some kind of coping mechanisms or something in order to be able to like get through this? And um, he he actually texted me immediately and we were able to talk that way, but he also replied to the email and gave me some resources as well. And then when I saw his email, I realized, oh, shoot, it sounds like I'm leaving. <laughs> like leaving forever. <laughs> like leaving, like just gone. And so then I replied and I was like, oh, shoot, let me clarify. I meant for a couple of days. Like, I feel like I need to get away for a couple of days by myself in order to think, to cry, to feel, to do all the things that I need to do in order to realize, like, understand how I'm feeling um, try to understand how Glenn's feeling. Think about how to move forward through all of this, all the things. That's what I meant to say, but I didn't really say that in the initial email. Uh-huh. Glenn only saw that initial email. And I think that's what he was saying when he was saying, this is how I like, which is interesting because he was, I mean, you were still at work. The kids were being taken care of, but. Yeah. So for me, it was like, oh, shoot, Yvette's leaving. She has the car. And all the car seats. And the nanny gets off in a few hours. So I have to figure out what my life is like right now. Mm-hmm. And forget about work. Like I have to. Like I went to basically like. Um, I went into like uh, emergency mode. Like mm-hmm. it was like really different. Really weird. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so that was very unlike her. But I think what the thing was is that. Like you leaving and going to the. You know going wherever you're going. So. Let me just back up a little bit really okay. quick. Is that okay? So just so you guys kind of understand what was going on with me, at the, on that morning, I had our nanny. And so I just basically, when I had that attack in my bedroom, I came downstairs and I was like, hey, I need to take a mental health day. Um, I'm going to be turning off my, well, I'm going to be putting my phone on do not disturb mode. You will be the exception. If there's an emergency, please call me and I will whatever, but I need to go. And so, and at that point, I was literally in tears telling her this. Um, And I left and I went to the beach with my journal, my Bible, and, you know, I was listening to worship. But like that was, nature is where I get somewhat grounded most of the time. And so that's where I was. And my intention 
which I did, was to be back by the end of her shift. And I was. Um, but Glenn was not aware of that. Yeah, she didn't tell me that. But one thing she did uh, did do that told me that she was leaving was you turned off your location, mm -hmm. which was like totally something I, I never thought you would do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, well, you know what I mean? It is what it is. So we, we've, we've been going through those type, like, you know, not like just communicating about the basic things and then not really needing to go any further. And, you know, I think Yvette was like longing for this, but connection to be like, are we still going to be okay? And I didn't give her that, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't affirming her and letting her know like, Hey, I'm still here for the long haul mm -hmm. because I honestly didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, Which is something that we usually have. Like even when we have, you know, hard spots, it's like I still am confident that, oh, this is just something we have to work through. But in this one, I was like, oh, shoot. Is this something we're working through or is this something that is the end of the end? Yeah. Which is crazy because I would have never thought something like this would be like a breaking point for us. I would think, okay, maybe it's infidelity or abuse or something, but not like. But all those situations is me. The I'm the one abusing, and I'm the one that's being mm -hmm. infid infidel. Uh, unfaithful. Unfaithful. Mm -hmm. It's never you. <laughs> that's crazy. Because I know me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, and that's the thing. It's like you feeling secure in our relationship is more of a luxury than it is a necessity. You know what I'm saying? Say that again. You feeling secure in our relationship is a luxury more than a, more than a necessity. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I think so. Okay. Um, because like that is, that is literally like a, almost a privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's not a privilege anyone should have in their relationship. I mean, I think it's desirable, but it is like, you know, it's a privilege. You don't think so? I don't. To where it's like, I know that whatever I do, he'll always be there. Like, that's how I feel it feels. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so I feel like there's like a, wait a minute. Like, I'm not trying to stick through this through, like, I, I can't endure everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it also needs to be some security on my part. And that's what I was missing. Is that like, how come you get to feel secure? I don't. You know what I'm saying? That that was like the level of like, well, I was I wasn't really trying to make you feel better, you know, mm -hmm. because I was like I don't feel better. Mm -hmm. So I feel you. Okay, I hear you. I don't know if I agree with that sentiment, but I understand where you're coming from with it. Yeah, for sure. So we 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 tried to record podcasts <laughs> several times. Mm -hmm. Um, the initial us sitting down and talking was us trying to record a podcast. And then we tried two more times and it just was not clicking. And so from that, like started this, like, I can't work. Like I'm depressed. I'm like crying in my office. Like, I don't want to be around her. I don't want to sleep next to her. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Because my gauge of success has so much to do with her happiness 
once again, right? Like when she expresses like, hey, like I'm not, I'm not really excited about any of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just kind of like, wait a minute. So what am I doing all this for again? And so it kind of came all the way back to like, I really don't have my own thing. As crazy as that sounds, because it seems like, you know, you have belief in fatherhood and you have, you know, music and all this stuff. But a lot of that stuff has the battery and the pulse behind it is literally to provide it has all these other deeper meanings and way more important reasons why I should be doing it. But a lot of, you know, calling and purpose, but at the same time, a level under that is kind of like, man, I do a lot of the things I do and take a lot of the deals and relationships I have for the security of our family and, you know, the desires that I think you want. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Which may be off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And... I think that I think one of the main things that we discovered through this was like sometimes even just be talking, not necessarily saying what she wants, but mm -hmm. just she just she just be saying stuff, you know. And so I it's hard for me to measure success success there. Um so right where we where I was like, man, this has been the best season of our marriage because we're working together and she actually sees what I'm doing and she gets it and she's on board. Like all that kind of got ripped under, from under me because I was just like, oh, she doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it was just like this farce that I was like, oh, man. Okay, well. I don't know. It's just kind of like I wasn't feeling sorry for myself, but I was like definitely like just kind of lost in what success is. You know what I mean? And then now having employees is kind of like I can't stop now. Like the weight of the employees and the clients are on me. You know what I'm saying? And so it's really difficult for me to like continue. And so. Yeah. So while you were going through that, like I'm sitting there like literally like having like the darkest thoughts of my my adulthood and like considering checking into a mental hospital because I can't I can't talk like not feeling like I can talk. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is how you say you feel sometimes like I can't talk around you or um, you're going to take me to literally, you know what I'm saying? And so. You know, really just wanting to not be the decision maker or the leader anymore was like kind of where I was sitting is being like, man, why do I always have to be doing something? You know, which, you know, it's really crazy because like I always talk about calling and purpose and I do feel like I was destined and all that. Like, I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. But at the same time, like, I'm okay with not. Um, you know, I'm okay with someone else doing it. You know, it doesn't have to be me, you know. And so we even thought about, like, you know, you know, changing a lot about belief in fatherhood, which is still in the plans, but, like, not even doing this podcast anymore because we, we realize that the, the line between work 
in life is so thin for us that like I don't even know. Like I I I I am now like just trying like the way you were like, yo, I need to find myself and figure out who I am. Like I'm on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm on that journey now because you know, realizing that you just really can't measure success by another person. Like you have to have that internally. And I don't know what that is for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What was your reasoning for like saying like you were kind of fighting for how married are you and saying like we need to keep doing the podcast? Um, I feel like at least for and I think Glenn would agree like I think the one thing that we can agree on is that we we believe in the power of transparency. I think we believe in the power of transparency because we wish more people were transparent with us about um, just some of the things that they've gone through in life and experienced in life. And one of the cool things about this podcast is you guys have gotten to um, hear some of the conversations that we have been having for the past, how long did we say it was? Was it 20? June. June 2018? Or 20... I guess. I guess so. Um, For the past two to three years, you know? And I feel like even in the past two to three years, there has been so much growth um, from reading your emails and getting your DMs. It seems like there has been so much insight into your own relationships that you were not able to get just being a member in that relationship. And so... um. I know that there are people who will probably encounter similar struggles that we are currently growing through. And I don't want to do a disservice to you guys by not allowing you to see what it takes in order for us to get through this or what we learn on the other side of this. We're not on the other side yet, but when we do get there, we don't want to hold back about, you know, how we get to the other side. And so I feel like, our ministry as a family is a ministry of transparency and how married are you? I feel like, like if the marriages are strong, then the families will be strong. Like interesting enough, I'm wearing this whole one of the pieces from our merch in the last one, but it talks about how family is foundation. And I even think like the foundation of the family starts with the father and the mother, the husband and the wife. And if we're good, then everybody's good, basically. And so, like, I don't know. I just feel like we really are um, desirous of people having a realistic perspective of the work it takes for a marriage to be successful or to help be healthy. And even realizing that, like, I have been walking around, I'll speak for myself, I have been walking around with a false sense of healthiness in our marriage, I think. Mm. Like, I thought we were much healthier than we are. And the past few weeks has just kind of shown, like, (laughs) those, you know, potential tumors, you know, benign or not, um, that we need to kind of 
you know, dissect and look into. And so I fought for How Married Are You because I believe in this ministry. I believe it is a ministry. I believe that um, I believe that you guys are rooting for us and that you're praying for us and that anything that we share is not going to be used against us, but it's going to be used in order to strengthen your relationships. Um, even if you're not like in married yet or whatever, but I do believe that it is going to be used to strengthen the relationships of our listeners. And so um, I don't think it's something we should let go. I do. I am. Go ahead. Go ahead. I do. Um, one of the things that I am proud of us for doing is having the wisdom not to put out the episodes that we did record and knowing that we needed to take a break um, from this space. And it's interesting because I got a few DMs that were like, is there going to be an episode this week? Is there going to be an episode this weekend? It's cool that you guys look forward to it, but I also appreciate like you guys honoring the fact that we did need that space from this platform for a minute. So what happens if it, it encourages everyone else's relationship? But it, it doesn't encourage ours. But it ruins ours. Ruins ours. Yeah, like. You think it has the potential to ruin ours? I think anything can. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's people who really believe like you're trapped. You know, sometimes I think you believe that too. You know what I'm saying? Like low key, not not like high key, but like low key. Like I think you think like, uh, I wanted my life to be a little bit different. Not in a way that you regret anything. I'm just saying like you think about things and you're just kind of like, uh, you know what I'm saying? No. All right. Well, um, I, I, I don't know. I believe that there is a level of potential damage that mm -hmm. we could be doing. Like, just like we recognize what we believe from fatherhood that, you know, it's probably not healthy for us to be filming our kids for the entirety of their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, even though we don't, we do it like once or twice a week um, now, but the potential damage is, it's not so much that we know what the problem is going to be. It's just that we don't know. Mm -hmm. So we're just choosing to, by the way, this, this podcast is probably not going to give you any hope <laughs> um, for like, I don't know the future of this or whatever, because we're just very much, I'm very much in like a, woo, this could go either way. You know, mm -hmm. um, one thing I, I, I do care about more than this, uh, more than being transparent is uh, like staying alive. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like our marriage is threatened sometimes by can be threatened by this and i'm not saying it it has or it is i'm just saying that the potential is there um you know because you know you just never i'm trying to think what about this because sometimes we be talking about stuff and i don't know if we really be talk like we really ready to discuss it you know um like i don't I, I don't know i feel like this is um this is good right but it's like what is what what does us being great look like married married wise like who do we know who our marriage is 
kind of following. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there are things about our individual lives that should and could be better for us to be better in this space. And I think that is what we should be focusing on, you know? And so that looks like me getting a hobby or two and finding a friend group that, and checking in with some guys that, or a mentor, you know what I'm saying? You 100%, you know what I'm saying, getting that same thing. Yeah, I will say that the past few weeks has never made me realize, like has made me realize more than ever how alone I am. Yeah. I, um, there was one day when I was driving and I couldn't stop crying because all I wanted to do was drive to someone's house or call someone to talk to about everything that was going on between the two of us. And, you had and there to go. was no one who I felt like was suitable for what I'm dealing with. Now, I have people that I could have gone to, but I would have showed up at their door, they would have opened it, they would have welcomed me with open arms. I'm not saying that that is not a thing, but I didn't feel like there was anyone in the context of what we are dealing with that could help me. And I was realizing that I need, like, what day was that? One day, I literally sent a text to someone and I was like, can we be friends? <laughs> this is someone who um, works with her husband in the business mindset. She's a believer. Um, she has four kids. She, there's just so many parallels in our lives and we are associates, but I need, I need someone like I needed that relationship to just go a little bit deeper. And the Lord kept like, even before we got into this, whatever this is, um, she was someone who I was like, man, I really want to be like really good friends with her. And so that day I was just like, F it, I'm going to ask her. <laughs> and so I did. And she kind of chuckled and was like, we are friends. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, and, and that's another thing. It's like in these types of things, I think it's important for us to be very intentional about this. And this has been something Glenn has been asking me to do for a long time as far as like, he's not, he's like, don't get new friends per se, just get, you know, additional, how do you say it? Well, it, it, I, I, my, my big right was like, yo, I get it all good. You know what I'm saying? Like your friends are great, but for where I'm going, you're going to need a little bit more mm -hmm. experience in certain areas because mm -hmm. your friends aren't going to be able to understand the type of decisions we have to make. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to be understandable. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to need someone to support you through this so it doesn't seem like I'm crazy mm -hmm. because I'll be looking crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you bring up the conversations we have, to a, just a regular group of people, they can be like, nah, -uh, girl, uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, like we got to operate differently because we're called to different things. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to tell you like, man, you're going, like you're going to have to elevate, you know, some of the people you kick it with. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean you can't see other people, but the amount, like the people who consult you and like counsel you, you have to have a little bit more experience in your world. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah. Yeah. And you were open to it now. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. Within the past few weeks, I was like, okay. Yeah. Especially that day when I literally was just like, there is no one. No one. No one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I've. But I, go ahead. No. Nope. Finish your thought because I'm about to change it to a different. I was going to say, I, I felt like I was there too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, but you know what's crazy about men? Is like they always assume the man is the problem. Like, I feel like women be having each other's back and men be like, yo, you just got to do what she says, man. Or you just got to make her feel like, and I'm like, bro, no, I'm validated in how I feel. She's tripping. Like, she's tripping, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like she's tripping. Like, <laughs> tell me she's tripping. Yeah, but you still got to da 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 I'm like, okay, cool. But like, I feel like I've been doing that. Like, I've been, I've been doing that. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just felt like I needed someone to just be like, bro. Like, you're completely justified in how you feel, man. And you may not have the answers, but it's going to come to you eventually. You'll be fine. But I needed someone to say that I wasn't losing my mind because people were making me feel like. I don't know, like I just was off. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know I know I wasn't like. I'm not saying that you were at fault, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, I wasn't wrong for not, like, making you feel better. And I felt like that was the issue. Like, okay, we're fine, but we're going to be okay, right? And I'm like, actually, I'm not going to be okay. Like, I'm not going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? And I could tell you that, but I'd be lying to you. And I felt like you wanted me to lie to you. I didn't want to know that you were going to be okay. I wanted to know that we were going to be okay. And if I'm not okay, we're not. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I wanted to know that you wanted to fight for the marriage. And I wasn't necessarily convinced of that. Who would I be fighting? What do you mean? Like, I feel like if we are, we are to continue in this path mm -hmm. or that path, mm -hmm. like it would it would be me dying to myself and not actually fighting what was happening because what was happening was I was trying to project what I thought you wanted mm -hmm. onto myself and operate in that space mm -hmm. and just do what I thought you wanted, mm -hmm. which not, isn't necessarily the healthiest thing. So what was I to fight for? Literally in order for me to fight for the marriage, I'd have to fight against who I already was and what I was already doing. So what it looked like was what you're used to seeing as fighting for the marriage is me giving up hmm. a part of myself in order to do what I think you want. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily what you're asking me to do. Like you're not actually asking me to do anything. You just be talking. Mm -hmm. And I'm measuring success on what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So if you like, man, I want to get a chef in a thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, got to make that happen. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But you're like, bro, why are you breaking your back trying to get a chef in a thing? Mm 
I'm just saying I want that. And I'm like, I know you said you want that, right? So I'm going to go ahead and do it. You're like, yeah, but that's not, I'm just saying that, that I might want that in the future. And I'm like, well, why are you even talking? Because I'm going to go out and get it. You know what I'm saying? If you tell me that. Um, and so, so it's a little bit of me like, don't do, stop trying to accomplish everything she's saying. And it's a little bit of you like, stop talking. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when I, I'm, I, I literally was saying, it's not that I don't have time or like, it's not that I don't want to fight for the marriage. I don't have the energy to fight for the marriage or for myself. Like I'm just tired because mm-hmm. what I thought I was doing was fighting for the marriage. I thought I was doing that, mm-hmm. but apparently I was not. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That whole happy wife, happy life thing is a is is pestilence. Like it's the stupidest thing in the freaking world. Like I like anybody who tells me that I want to mush them. Just take their whole face and just you don't know what you're talking about, and that's the word. Those are the words of a coward. You should you deserve to be happy too, fool. Anyway. I went on a tangent. You did. I w- I was going to say one of the biggest things that I that one of the best revelations that I've had I feel like is that um like my reliance isn't so much in God the way it's supposed to be. Mm. Um like I've been working with my therapist about my control issues and she's helping me to see that my control issues are really actually more so trust issues. And I'm realizing that in the ways that I try to control Glenn, it is me saying, Lord, I don't trust that this is the man that you gave me to lead like our household. And so a lot of things like even if Glenn doesn't do it the way that I want to or whatever, I need to be able to let that go and just trust that the Lord has got us, that we are standing on a solid foundation in him and that he is going to carry us through this. Not Glenn, not me, but God. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I just feel like that alone is kind of helping me as I think about how to move forward um, in this relationship and in this family and this whatever, because I feel like I just, yeah, I've been putting a lot of my trust in myself and a lot of my trust in Glenn and neglecting God in many ways, in more ways than I would be care to admit, but like, yeah. Yeah. And I would say that I've used you as my, like standard of success and like totally negated whatever God has been saying. Cause I feel like, yo, as long as I'm doing this and I'm glorifying God along the way, he's fine. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't even know, like (laughs) it used to irritate me when you say, you know, I just don't know who I am. And I'm like, you think I'm over here with like, you know what I'm saying? Like this ID card that I know. And I'm like, I don't. I know what I'm supposed to do, 
and I guess it's better than not knowing who you are. You know what I mean? But like, I've I've had to lose myself in the process because I I've had to know how to make it, or just like even just trust God along the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I don't know why He keeps doing this, why He keeps blessing us in this in this way and giving us this favor in this way. Um, but I've cho I've chosen to neglect my own identity in him because I found something to do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's worse mm. than like not knowing who you are. You've chosen to neglect your identity in him because you have figured out what to do. Yeah. So it's like I put work yeah. ahead of identity. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. It's deep. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's deep. Sometimes, Sometimes. it's lighthearted. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking at two people at the ground floor of a skyscraper that needs to be rebuilt. Mm, yeah. And the work does not seem worth it. To Glenn. I mean, it seems worth it, but it's just like, I'm already tired. Yeah, the work... It, it like if you look at the workload ahead it's exhausting but for me i think it's worth it like i know for without a shadow of a doubt in my mind i know that glenn and i are a powerhouse i know that i know that when we work shoulder to shoulder like as much as we talk about back to back shoulder to shoulder face to face when we are shoulder to shoulder there is not much we can accomplish and i think even in everything that has happened within the last few weeks, the four months prior to that proved exactly that. How much we, like how much further along belief in fatherhood, like, mm -hmm. you know, some of the strides that we made with us working in that way. And so um, we don't know what the future is going to look like at this moment in time. We don't know. There's still some things we're trying to figure out, but I, I am confident in, what we could do, what we could be, who we could be. Um, and I think it's worth it. It is exhausting. It is defeating sometimes. But to me, it is worth it. And um, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. It's worth it. I don't know why you say that. It's not that it's not worth Man. it. It's not that it's not worth it. I'm just saying that you, you know how like something gets broken mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, Man. Like, should we just do something else? All right, so say, all right, right? So like, you you making an eye of bacon and you leave it in the oven too long. Are you making bacon again? Or you just look, we ain't got no bacon. You get sausage or you get turkey. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that our relationship is like bacon, but I'm just saying like, it's like, yo, should we try to even work together again? Is my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we're, we're now, we're now like in this thing is like, okay, that was cute, but it was completely wrong. And I don't know if I could put my feelings there again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I could put my feelings there again. So we are struggling like to figure out how we're going to, to work together. Yeah. And so one of the things that has arrived through our sessions um, is that 
you know, the initial message where that Glenn got of um, that Glenn got and that I said mistakenly of I don't want to work for you or with you or I don't know what it was. Um, that initial message, what I was really trying to say is that I do want to work with you, but I want to do it in a way that is um, like product, like it needs to be a little bit different because I feel like if we don't, um, if we aren't careful about how we move forward through this next whatever, then we could potentially be in ruins at the end of it. And so that was my point. And our therapist in our last session was like, oh, that's not what I got, but I can see how that's that what you were trying to that say. That was what you were trying to say. So I don't know. That's where we are, y'all. That's what's happening. I'll put this sticker on my mic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's where we ended. I don't know where we are. I like that. I don't know, you know, if that's where we're gonna stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if. Um, yeah, I don't know. What? Like, I don't know. I don't like. If where is where we're gonna stay? Like, so the problem is like mostly is that when something happens, right? Yvette says, "Hey, I got a problem with this," and I'm like, "Well, what's?" I'm going right into solution mode, and she just—I don't know where what she does with it, but she wants to sit in the problem or think about it or come up with a solution together. Um, but literally, like when she presents an issue, I'm like, okay, well then I have to—I'm—I I'm, have to move forward with this. Like I can't sit in her discomfort for a long time, where she can live there for a little bit longer than I can. Um, like I feel like I have to kind of find a solution because. Um, I get emotionally attached to her discomfort, right? And I think it's my problem or something. I don't know what the issue is, but I know that I, I'm a problem solver, right? And so I go right into solution mode and I don't think you're ready to solve them at, at that time or something. Yeah, it would be like, um, here's a good analogy, I think. It would be like um, you're you got a bowl, right? And you're looking for a top to the bowl, and so you open the drawer with all the tops, and it's chaotic in there. Me, I'm more likely to take all the tops out, lay them out, try to find which top fits the bowl. Glenn is more likely to just. Throw, throw away all, all the, the tops, tops all and the all the bowls, bowls and get and new. get new ones that fit the 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 cabinet. Mm -hmm. And so, I guess that's it. That was just all I was trying to say. That's mm -hmm. where it's at. Like Glenn is very quick to try to provide offer a solution or move in toward a solution, whereas I kind of am more slow and like to like look at things. The dishwasher situation. It's the dishwasher situation. The dishwasher was broken. It, it 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 had a little way you had to move it, whatever. But it was causing so much of a problem with us. I said, I'm just gonna get a new dishwasher. Mind you, I had been working with that dishwasher for months <laughs> before Glenn 
<laughs> just like you that. worked with the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But um, all in all, y'all, I think we're going to be okay, right? Are we on a better? Are we better? I feel like we're better. Yeah, we are. I feel but like. It's, you need me to say that. <laughs> yeah. And then we also, did you want to talk about your need to be needed? Dang, you're just putting all my business out there. Well, I mean, I feel like we're talking about both of our issues. What's your issues? That I throw away all the bowls. Oh, okay. I need to be needed. <sighs> I don't know. I, 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 it's not, and it's not, I get, I think it's from a thing. It's so crazy because I remember like always talking about you as someone who is addicted to productivity. And I, I feel like that is something that I have an issue with too. And it's just different. It just looks different on me than it does on Glenn. Mm -hmm. But my need to be needed has to do with the whole like desire to be productive. And so I don't know. I don't know what else that like what else you wanted to say about that or why you brought it up. Well, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm 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 ready to be No, no, because like so here's the thing. It's like Yvette has admitted, yes, I do want to work work with the company. I do want to help. I'm trying to decipher whether that is her need to be needed mm. or her actually like needing to be a part of it. Like, can we do it without her? Or does is this just kind of more about mm-hmm. Yvette's issue? So because I'm the owner of the company, mm-hmm. whether Yvette wants to do it or not, is no longer just her decision. <laughs> like it is my decision to make mm-hmm. her a part of the company or not. It really is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now I'm trying not to please her <laughs> by just saying, okay, fine, you can do it. I believe you'll do a great job. Da 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 da, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, hmm. Is this something that she needs um, or is this something that I need or is this her needing to be needed and we are trying to make it work? Or is it something that the family needs? Something that the family needs. For me, it's not. I I think it differs from my need to be needed, but maybe like I don't know what the Lord is going to speak to you when the time comes that he like makes that very clear to you. But the revelation that I've had with it is that like. What we're doing right now is setting a foundation for all the other things. Like, I know that the Lord has put things into my spirit that um, I'm supposed to do. And at this moment in time, it may not be the season for that. And I know this is all stuff that Glenn's like, I've said that, I've said that, I've said this, I've said that. And I know that you have, but I'm realizing that like, and maybe it's a selfish part of it, but I also really believe that it is just me being able to align with the fact that there is um, a calling on our family to do ministry that looks different in from church, right? Yeah, um, and it and it comes in the form of belief in fatherhood. It comes in the form of um, how married are you. It comes in the form, maybe a Frank puppet of the music that Glenn produces, of the book that I write, of the books that we write, of the book that Glenn writes. Um, like Or the e-course. Or the e-course. You know, it just looks different. And so um, with that being said, like, I want 
to like I feel like I have a responsibility to be a part of what's happening. And I believe that I have some giftings that would lend themselves well to what has already been established. And that would help us, I don't want to say speed things along, but that's really the only thing that I can say. Like it would help us get our kids off the screen a little bit quicker. It would help us get e-courses released a little quicker. It would just, it would help free up mental space in Glenn's mind and that, put it on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing about me is that I'm that which I'm hoping that you would see better is that I do a really good job of delegating. Oh yeah. Um, and so sometimes when I free things from your mind, they may be on my mind, but I'm like also sourcing them out to other people's minds, and I'm more so overseeing that deadlines are being met and people are actually doing what it is that they're supposed to be. Do, do you feel like there is, cause I, I, I liken this to like the church that runs really well, mm-hmm. but the, the, mm-hmm. the pastor is super unhealthy mm-hmm. and the family is mm-hmm. like, damn, like mm-hmm. that's what I'm scared of. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, like ministry's great, but it, it can ruin families. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, that's where I'd rather see us because I mean I know these people love us, they care about us, they want to see us well, but mm-hmm. they don't like deep down inside they don't want us to be as much as they want the product. They don't want us to die from it. Like they don't want us to divorce or like our children to grow up and do coke. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's but where I'm at, that's where the initial argument stemmed from is me. Like, dude. Like we've got a really good thing going here, but I want to make sure that we are well and that the things that we are doing to keep this really good thing alive and thriving and doing well and successful, I want to make sure that as we are walking through this, that we are good and we're putting things into practice that help us like really be good. The image that people are getting from what we're putting out, I want that to be real and authentic. How are we operating in a way that ensures that? That was my initial thing. Like the initial question I asked Glenn is, is our family the business or are we a family with a business? And then the conversation kind of like went in all different ways. And I was just like, what? Like for Glenn. I was like, what are you saying? Like I was getting very. He felt like it was an attack. And Mm -hmm. for me, the differentiation was important because that's just, I need to see all the tops and the bowls and whatever. But for Glenn was like, no, we don't need to differentiate right that. Right. We don't need to differentiate that right now. We just need to hustle. We need to get through. We need to this is just a season. Yada yada yada. And I'm like, yeah, I like I'm with you, but I also want to make sure that we just take a moment, think about what's happening, and make sure that we are, you know, whatever, like we are operating in a way that is healthy. And that's where things started to just go. Yeah. And I, and I and that was because of my inability to communicate what I needed to communicate in a way that didn't make him feel attacked, didn't make him immediately jump into like I gotta solve the problem or whatever. And um, it was also I think you also took it as a way of feeling like she's not satisfied or no. It, it w- what's hard for me is that like. 
I feel like I'm tr always trying to explain to you why we're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And then like, I, I felt like you were not listening to me because mm -hmm. I, I feel like I over explain, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, wait a minute, not this again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. not this again with how, like, ugh. you know what I mean? I'm just kind of like, man, whatever. Like, I don't got time to think like that. That's yeah. not, that's not how, and mind you, like, I always think about that. Right. I always think about, I don't think about whether or not, like, what you call it, because I'm not really big on labels. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so to me, what you were doing was presenting a problem a problem that you were having and you were making it my problem. And I was kind of like, I don't know. You figure it out. And then the way you identified the problem was to bring up characteristics about our, like, hey, we don't do this. We aren't doing this. We used to do this. We're not doing this. And I'm kind of like, and a year ago, we weren't even able to do none of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was just kind of like, once it, what it felt to me was like, once again, you are not succeeding mm -hmm. and I'm unsatisfied and I'm not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, isn't it nice to be comfortable? Cause we, I never felt that either. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was very much like a, like I had a, I had a physical reaction. I just was like, I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, I was just listening to you talking. I was like, you know, one of the reasons that maybe I keep asking is because I haven't necessarily internalized a lot of the things that are like that the goal is. And and then some of the things that maybe I wasn't even a part of, you know, doing that. And not that I was supposed to be a part of it because it's a vision or whatever that the Lord has given you. But one of the things that Glenn, I expressed to Glenn for me personally is that I think it's important to be able to write these things down. Um, in the years that we have taken the time to do a vision board and like know what the goals were for the year, I feel like we've had, we've hit every single goal. We've been very intentional about it. And I don't think that we have done a good job writing this down. And so one of the things that I, have asked Glenn to do is that we would take some time and like really write things down so that there's always like a place of reference for me. I don't know. I've just always been the type of person that likes to highlight, underline, write in the margins. Yeah. And Glenn has always been someone who's been able to recall from just, it's all in his head. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. I feel like the Lord in this season is revealing things to us about ourselves and about each other and about how we see each other in this relationship and how we should see each other in these relationships how we should be putting him in this relationship yeah i just i feel you but for me it's kind of like you know when you say we've been married 10 years it seems like we have so much accomplished and communication is not one of those things and it's just like for me it's like dang we should be so further along than where we are right now you know does that frustrate you you know, I hear what you're saying, but then I think about 10-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how well are they really able to articulate themselves? You know? Like, Theo is only three years, really two years at this point. 
shy of being 10 years old. He can express himself pretty good, but there's still some gaps and holes in his ability to really be able to articulate his feelings. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about it in that sense, you're not so far off. Okay. Nope. Not for me. I disagree with that. (laughs) But anyway, how married Mm -hmm. are you? I'm so married that the other day um, I was cleaning the bathroom. I saw that you were running out of some toiletry items and Uh I picked them up from the store the next time I was there. Yeah, that's a really good one. How married are you? Um, I'm so married that the other day after we went to that wedding, we went to Target and you decided that you wanted some edamons tasty cakes or something (laughs) and you went down that aisle we left the wedding before they cut the cake y'all it was horrible and then we had gone to a birthday party there was just i haven't had cake i'm like what is going on so anyway she goes into the aisle and she picks out some swiss rolls or something stupid (laughs) it would look so i was like you're gonna hate that you are going to hate that and she would have hated it in my heart though right now as you're talking about it, i'm like man i probably could have enjoyed that actually and then she was like what should i get and, and now it all makes sense and she was like nutter butters and i was like yeah get some nutter butters you'll like that she goes and gets the nutter butters and it's literally a 24 pack of like the roll of nutter butters she sits them next to the bed <laughs> And I knew eats, he was about to put me eats, on blast. Eats probably maybe like eight of them at some point and left the bag open. Now, the other day, I'm like, oh, dang, she still got the Nutter Brothers. I went in there. Them Nutter Brothers taste like a towel. They were so stale. <laughs> They're stale. Yeah, and I did that for her. I helped her figure out what she Next wanted Next time, to eat. let me get the individual pack ones. There was none of those. That have the four in them. Yeah. Because that's all I'd be one. Just a couple. Just a little, little taste and you save them. <laughs> Anyway. Why you have to tell him it was next to my bed, though? <laughs> that's where it was. Lord have mercy. All right. And, and we're still married, y'all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's, that's just, just how married, married we, we are. are.